Hello, and welcome back to the Miracle Minded Podcast. This is Nicole Sylvester. I am a spiritual mentor, guide, transformational coach, and really in the essence of all that, I am a champion for humans that are willing, ready, feeling the pull to wake up, to wake up to who they really are, to wake up to their potential, to wake up to what they are here to do in this lifetime. I believe that each and every one of us has a divine destiny, that there's something that wants to move through us and a plan that spirit has for us, but we must make ourselves available and willing to be with it, to express it and to embody it. So today, this episode is something unique because it is a recap in a sense of my recent Bali retreat. I'm sharing this in two perspectives. One is as an entrepreneur, as a guide, as a facilitator, the way that I sit down and look at a retreat or an event in whole and see how do I feel about it? What worked? What didn't work as well? What do I want to adjust if there's anything? Do I want to do this again? (laughs) Like there's a lot of ways that I like to look at what I'm doing to just assess and to check in and see what feels true. So I'll talk about that. But I also want to share from the perspective as just purely a witness, a facilitator, and looking at the medicine that was there, what I loved about it from a woman that was there participating. Like, yes, I was the facilitator, but I was an active participant too. We shared such intimate space. So I want to talk about that and we'll see what else comes up. Now, before I go any further, there's something that I feel called to share with you, and this is for anyone that's been around for the last two years, 18 months. I have gone through quite a transformative time myself, and I've been quite open about it in a lot of senses, and there's some things where I'm like, whoa, I shared a lot there, and there's some things where I haven't really shared a lot on a particular aspect or something I was moving through because there wasn't the clear language wasn't quite there yet. But what's been interesting, I've shared this on the podcast already and I've I've mentioned it to people that I felt a significant, very clear shift that happened back at the middle of November and it's been unfolding since. But even since returning to Bali, there's been some just clarity and I can sense, I'm not only sensing, but I'm feeling deeply that the seeds that have been planted in those times that felt dark, that felt like, wow, I'm losing this or something is dying or, and when I say something is dying for someone that's completely new here, I mean that there were aspects of my business that no longer felt true to me. And that was scary because it was what I knew. It was my purpose. I thought it was what I was showing up for. It was what excited me is what financially sustained me. And then all of a sudden I was like, this doesn't feel like it anymore. And that's freaking me out. But I had to surrender. And in that time of letting go, letting things fall away, letting it refine, trying new things on that there were these seeds that were there all along. And not necessarily seeds that I have planted, but seeds that were planted by God, divine seeds of my own potential, which we all have within us, that were being nurtured, that were about to come into a new blossoming. 
And I can tell you that I am sensing that the blossoming is here. So stay tuned because I have some new, fresh ways of serving and sharing and just the refinement of how I teach the message I have for you, the way that I hold space. It's not that this hasn't been here all along. I really got to be in touch with it when I was in Bali. But even since coming back from Bali and the integration that happened post Bali, I could feel a a shifting in my heart. I could feel a clarity of God's voice. I could feel something was here and present. So I completed the Miracle Worker Method launch because that was already underway. And actually, when I decided that I wanted to bring that forth and share it again and invite women in for it, what I'm sensing, what I'm seeing, what I know now wasn't actually available to me yet. It was still in the process of, let's say, cooking, but really it was it was emerging. It was in gestation still. So anyway, the, I'll probably share more on this actual process because I feel like it's so important for creatives, entrepreneurs to understand that we are here and we are also evolving, especially for those of us that are really constantly attuning and surrendering to God's plan for us. So there's a level of surrender that's there. There's a level of, it feels like wildness that's there, like a rewilding to really come back into our natural rhythms and flows. And I feel like this conversation can go a whole different direction. I don't want to say too much right now. But what I will say is this, it's an important conversation. And I personally know several of my friends who are entrepreneurs, creatives, they are spiritual too, and they are going through somewhat of a dark night of the soul, somewhat of a like, where am I going? I'm lost. Nothing is the way that it was. And this is big. It's big. It happens. And I know that it can feel funky and You might even make stories up about what it means, but we go through it. It's part of the process. And I've created a brand new audio series that I'm going to just be sharing with my community for free. It's just something that I've created to help my community with trusting themselves. And really that means trusting spirit, trusting source, trusting this infinite intelligence. You call it what you want. No one can tell you about your relationship to the divine, but when you are in relationship with it and you seek to deepen communion with it, trust is a big part of that equation. So I have created this. It's almost ready. It's almost done. The actual audio files are complete, but we're just working on the actual site for it. It's free. It's going to be something I'm creating. And I want to thank you for those of you that voted on this over there in my Instagram stories, I want to thank you for taking the time to vote because I gave three options and there was an overwhelming 74% vote for the trust yourself, trust source more than ever. So thank you so much for those of you that voted. And speaking of taking a moment to press a button on your phone, I want to invite you to leave a review for this podcast if you've not done so already. Just scroll down to the bottom of your iTunes or whatever platform you're on and leave your review. Your reviews matter. They help the show grow. And I take time to read each and every one of them. And I so appreciate it. So just go ahead and do that if you have not done it already. And I want to thank you in advance. Now let's talk about the Bali retreat. So the first thing I want to say is that this is my very first public retreat 
open to the public that has happened in four years. The last public retreat I had was Bali 2020. And at that time, I had my Bali retreat, February 2020. And then the first weekend of March 2020, I had a retreat that was inside a mastermind that I hosted. And having that opportunity to host two different dynamics, one with no commitment other than pay for the retreat, show up for the week, and then that's it. And then the different dynamic that was inside of my mastermind retreat with these women that were committed to a six-month journey and attending two retreats together with me. The dynamic was so loud. It was so different. And I really, at that time, preferred doing only the retreats in the mastermind. There was something that just felt intimate about it, safe, connected, sweet. There was a a relationship that was happening within the women in that group because of that commitment. And at that time, I was like, I'm done leading Bali retreats. I'm not leading public retreats anymore. But this is the thing. And this is what I want to share with all of you. That was the absolute truth for Nicole Sylvester, where she was in 2020. And that was and that was true. And it remained true for 2021 and 2022 and even most of 2023. And then there was something that shifted within me as I began to shift and move into a new season of life and to see differently and feel differently and sense differently in this season. There was a desire that emerged and that desire led me to create this Bali retreat. And let me tell you, I am so grateful that I trusted it because this Bali retreat, it was just so special. It was so healing for so many of the women, but also for me. It affirmed the knowing that I have that women gathering in an intentional way is just so medicinal. And I know that also in the personal development world, spiritual world, the word sisterhood and the invitation of sisterhood is all over the place. And some of it you go to places and I, well, I'll speak for myself. I've gone to places where it's actually women that have their guard up or they're not really open to connect deeply or, or there's clicks that are kind of already in place. Like I've experienced a lot of different dynamics, but another part of this that's really important is understanding that we need to have a container that is conducive to true sisterhood and true sisterhood requires us to be open to it, even when it's uncomfortable like really allowing those protective parts of us time to rest, time to just soften. And I feel like as the facilitator, that is our job to do our best to cultivate that and create the space and embody that within ourselves and let women know like, this is what we're here to do. And at the same time, we can't guarantee it. You know, it also comes down to the women that have been attracted into the space, women that have signed up, because every woman brings her own unique puzzle piece. It's like a retreat is a beautiful recipe, but each woman is an ingredient. It's not only the facilitator, it's each person is bringing their own unique ingredient. And that's what can can make retreats honestly challenging because it's like, oh, is this the right ingredient? (laughs) Is this going to be the right ingredient for the space? But at the same time, it's what makes them so fulfilling when they're just, the the recipe is right, you know? So for anybody that's out there that wants to lead a retreat, but it feels a little overwhelming or you don't know where to like really look to find all the pieces or how to negotiate to get the price so that it makes sense, 
for what you want to charge and what feels good to you and to your community and all those things. I want to say that this podcast, I'm not going to touch on all the specifics. I actually have a workshop that I've done and that's called Profitable Events and Retreats. And I go really into detail with planning, negotiations, conversations, where to find people, um, how to sell it, selling from the stage, the difference between having retreats and um, intimate events versus immersions and weekend big conferences. I've done all of it. This is actually my eighth retreat. One of those retreats was something that I co-facilitated and just kind of gathered the people, sold it, brought them down to Peru, and the people in Peru really did the retreat. Um, And then that was the last time I did that. Since then, all of the retreats have been my own, and I've learned so many lessons. This is my third Bali retreat. And, you know, each time you get better, each retreat, you learn more about yourself. You learn about what you love, what you didn't love. The interesting thing, there's not anything that I didn't love this time. There's just little refinements that I would make. And that's part of the process of just getting better, getting more masterful, and then also understanding where you're hosting a retreat. The last time I hosted a retreat in Bali was four years ago. Bali has become a lot busier. And it's interesting because the first time I ever landed in Bali, I was like, this is really busy, but I actually went in high season. So then after that, I always led my retreats in low season because I was like, oh, that was too busy. But here's the interesting thing is now the low season felt like high season, if not even more busy. So it was really interesting. So that was one thing is just like knowing that there are these factors that you have to just know that there's some things that you can't totally predict or that you won't really know until you're on the land and you see what is happening. So when I'm thinking of how I want to price a retreat, of course, I'm going to get my budget together. And a budget is easier when you have been to a place before and you really understand what the cost will be. But here's what I want you to understand for anybody out there that's new. You must budget in the intangibles. And that is your time and your energy. Not only while you're there leading, you know, off of all kinds of other work, you're not available, but also the time and energy it takes to get to a place, to move through, you know, really landing in the land and settling where you're at, the time and space it takes for you to get back to wherever you live, and then to integrate the retreat. It's really important for us, you know, facilitators to take time to integrate a process When you're holding a container of a group of women and your intention and prayers are for these women to have a breakthrough and most importantly, have a remembrance of who they are, that's energy. And when you get back to just tending to your own energy, and if you're a mother, perhaps tending to your, you know, child's energy, in my case, it's my teenage daughter who still requires a lot from me in the sense of like, she's not just totally living on her own. She lives with me. And you know, what we're doing matters to her. My dogs, it's coming back and knowing that I'm giving myself the space, the time, the energy, the care to my body, to my energy, to my mind and focus so that I can gather what I need from this experience and move forward in a beautiful way. And that's really important for us. And we have to remember that as facilitators, we're not just planning a girl's getaway. (laughs) That would be totally different experience. You are creating a container for transformation, for waking up, for feeling, for feeling safe, sisterhood, true sisterhood, intimacy, whatever it is that your container's about, you have to 
cultivate that container and you have to be the embodiment of the person that can hold that. That takes some boundaries and clear communication and there's a lot of intangibles that are there and I can even witness in my own experience from live event number one to retreat that just happened now, my own evolution and shift in holding that power. So I want to share that with you because I feel like that's incredibly important. And if you're someone that's thinking about leading a retreat or you've already led a retreat and maybe it was overwhelming or it didn't go as you wanted to, or you didn't make the money, or maybe you even went into the red and you're like, wait, I just spent my own money to host this event for people. Like that happens. So you have to be so mindful and that's why I created that workshop. So by the way, I'll link that in the show notes for anyone that's interested. And it would be fun to leave you a special discount code for a limited time because this is really fresh and here and now. So if you want to lead a retreat, you want to host an event, you know that you're meant to be on stage, you want to build your own, I will leave you a code down below. It's for 25% off. So this is pretty good. 25% off. Use the code retreat at checkout. And let's leave this up until March 15. How about that? Okay, so that was totally just made up in the moment. So now let's get into what I did. Just a quick recap. So I sat down and I looked at what really worked in Bali. And I made a list and my list is right in front of me. And there's little hearts in front of each of the things. And there was just so much that worked. Overall, this was an incredible retreat. But still, I look at what would I do differently? What could be better? And then I get honest about that. And I also have a list. It's not as long as the list says what worked. But I look at little refinements, tweaks, things that I could play with or things that I might be curious about. And I write that down. Something I did this time that I've never done before, I decided to look at the itinerary and ask if I were to do this again, what would the itinerary look like specifically? Because I just got back. The experience and the texture of the event is very fresh in my body, so I wrote that down as well. And there weren't too many tweaks, just a few tweaks. And then, of course, I did the numbers, looking at gross revenue, cost, et cetera, et cetera. This retreat was a big success. I am so happy with it. Truly, I thought that 2020 was the last Bali retreat I ever would do. And when I was leading this one, I followed the nudges, but I still thought, this is the last one. And I don't know that there'll be many more, but I am sensing that there will be one more. (laughs) So I'll talk about that later. But what I want to share with you are the things that I witnessed at this retreat and what I learned just about women, about sisterhood, about the medicine that we truly bring and the magic that can happen at a retreat. So first I want to shout out the women that made it over to Bali to be with me and to add their one-of-a-kind ingredient to the recipe of this particular retreat. So we had Sony, Christine B, Christine S, Leah, Becky, and Kati in no particular order. These beautiful souls really made the retreat special. There's something that was shared with me by one of the participants, and this woman has been in my Miracle Worker Method program. She had been in my mastermind before, and here we were at Bali and having this beautiful time together, but there's something that she brought up that I wanted to share with you because I feel like it's so important. She shared that, of course, she has her friends and people that she's known for a long time from school, from work, from wherever. And there's this special sisterhood that she has created with the women that she has met inside my mastermind. And she brought up how important it is and the difference, the distinction 
to be with women that are investing in themselves and women that are intentional about their growth that her friends that she had met there's like a there's a pod of these three women and I love all three of them they're they know who they are if they're listening but they are holding space for each other and reminding each other and being mirrors for each other in a way that you only get when there's women that are actually in the fire of their own initiations and doing the work themselves And we get that by investing in ourselves. And I know it can be so uncomfortable because I am a woman that does this uncomfortable stuff too, but we have to do it. And I should say, you have to do it if you want to experience these new levels of sisterhood and relationship and intimacy. And the reality is in these spaces, we do things that take us out of our comfort zone that can put down the barriers that we have. If you were to go meet someone for coffee, there would be a lot of pleasantries. There would be a lot of, yeah, this is what I do for work. And yeah, this is what I'm working on. But there would be like these protective guards up for the most part. We have these protector parts of us. And even if you go to a conference for the weekend, I was sharing this with the women that even in a two-day conference, one that I host, for instance, it's a beautiful event but it's a different level of intimacy building and heart opening that happens inside a six-day retreat or even a four-day retreat than a two-day immersion event at a conference at a big hotel because we are in this intimate space. We're in a villa. We're doing activities and events and I'm asking you questions and I'm leading you through different processes and situations where you're gonna be a bit more soft. Your guard gets to come down. You get to see yourself differently. Other women are praying over you and you are praying over other women. And it's in a way that feels very natural. It's just something that we kind of drop into together. One of the things I loved most about this retreat was the feminine spirituality and softness that was there. There was this truly feminine medicine that was present for each and every one of us. And when I say that, because... There was this freedom to move, to be, to express. There was this aspect of really connecting and being led, softening your need to lead and figure things out and really inviting spirit to lead you. There was this beautiful essence of like working with the dark moon and that fertility of letting a seed be planted and letting something emerge. And then, of course, there was the singing and the playfulness and just the realness, you know? And there was this level of nourishing each other and like nurturing each other, caring for each other, having each other's backs. Something about these women, remember, I said it's the ingredients. Each one wasn't a special ingredient. This retreat wouldn't have been the same without any of them. This particular retreat and the ingredients that we had, they were just so loving to each other. And that is key. I mean, from the moment we started, the first day we went to this waterfall together and you would have thought that these women have known each other for a while. And to be fair, there was a few women that had known each other from um, my online events. Like they had been inside the Miracle Realm, which was a one-year program that I did. Some of them have known each other from just online workshops I've done and they've become friends on Facebook or Instagram. So there was that kind of connection But to cultivate that in person is so amazing. And there was someone that had never been involved with my work at all, yet she just dropped right in and it just flowed. So there was this beautiful friendship that was really nurtured and cultivated and it created this level of grace, like this level of grace. And I just felt 
that all of the women had space to be themselves in their unique ways. There was one participant who had already been to my 2018 Bali retreat and she decided to come, no lie, about 25 hours, 30 hours maybe before the retreat actually starts. And if you don't know this, it takes about that long to get to Bali. So she decided to come and I'm so glad she did. But when she arrived, even though she was later than everyone else and we had already kind of dropped in and started the retreat, it was like she had been there the whole time in the way the women received her and the way that she was connecting with the women. It was just so beautiful and I'm so glad she came. The way the retreat was set up is that every morning we would wake up and we would have our breakfast together and then we would do one of two things. We would either go down into our yoga shala to do meditation, to do breath work and somatic embodiment kind of practices, or we would head out for an activity such as exploring the temple, the water purification ceremony, that kind of thing. And then we would come back and do lunch. We'd have lunch together. And there were also days where we went out to lunch at some of my favorite places that I wanted the women to experience. And I really enjoyed doing that as well, giving them a taste of other things besides just the chef at the villa. And then the evenings would be either time at the spa for the day that that was planned, or we were going back into our ceremony at our villa. And that was really powerful too, because at night there was this different energy that was present when we would gather. So every night we would gather and we were singing. If you have done Unwavering Woman, my program, Embodiment of Soul Aligned Confidence, or if you've been in my world at all, maybe attended some of my live immersions, you know about the power of your voice. And unlocking our throat and our expressive nature to just let that be free with no judgment is part of our liberation. So we were dropping into singing and mantra and it was just such a beautiful thing. But I want to tell you about a particular night and I posted it on my Instagram so you can go check it out and actually press play and hear it for yourself. But there was a night and it was the night of the new moon. It was after dinner and we had taken time to just create space for our individual needs. And then we met in the yoga shala to do the ceremony. And I want to point out that this ceremony had no substance, not even a plant substance. Whenever I say ceremony, it is through intention and it is through the technologies of breath and prayer and maybe movement, singing, voice, and also bringing our energies together in a very open, palpable way. So we're probably about 35, 45 minutes into this ceremony and we have set intentions. We have been breathing through things. We are opening our heart and we're singing. And there was a point in our singing where things took a turn for uncontrollable laughter. It became like laughter yoga, but it was just like a laughter circle. And here's the thing. There was nothing that was funny. It was that their faces were so cute. They were so happy. <laughs> and I can still see it. I'm not going to give you all the details because it, it was funny. And I was like, oh my God, if someone was watching us right now, they would think that we were on mushrooms or something. But the thing was, is we were in candlelight and when we opened our eyes to sing and I saw their faces, they were just smiling. They were so happy and it was the most beautiful sight. It literally was like watching something so cute. I just started having this uncontrollable joy, uncontrollable laughter. And it was 
so spontaneous and hilarious. I was just having a full-on Kundalini experience with it. But of course, as I could not stop laughing, then all of us were laughing and it was just the most memorable thing. It, It really was. Even reliving it, I can feel the joy in my body because it became such a visceral body memory. And you know what? That's the goal. We want to have more memories that are visceral joy and not visceral fear, visceral lack, visceral worry. And that's why we do these things. And it was just so sweet. There were two of the women there that just reminded me of happy singing sunflowers. And now I call them my sunflowers. (laughs) There's just something that's so sweet in that. And there's something about this retreat that was just so gentle. And I think that's one of the biggest lessons that I myself have learned over the last four years, let's just say since the last retreat and since even more specifically in the last two years of my own personal healing and transformational process is I really can get so much from gentle medicine. Like it doesn't have to be ripping the bandaid off. It doesn't have to be digging into something incredibly uncomfortable. Those things will come up naturally, but when we focus on love and when we are really willing to meet ourselves deeply and meet each other deeply. And when women gather for the purpose of healing, it is medicinal. It is medicinal. So there was all kinds of medicinal things that we have done there. There was beautiful breath works and, um, you know, moments. There was a woman that was in there that said that she got her biggest breakthrough on a car ride when her and I were talking. You just get what you need from these kind of experiences. But the key is you have to trust when you feel the call to just do it. You have to just do it. You have to get out of your comfort zone. You have to go through the other side. There's going to be stories that come up about traveling far, solo traveling, leaving your kids. Who will take care of your kids? There's going to be stories about money. Is it worth it? Could you do it? But you have to understand that when you make an investment in something like this, you are not paying for six days of an event. You are paying for every dividend that will come out of this investment. I know that women from this retreat will continue to be friends. I know that they have things that have changed for them that they will continue to touch back into. I just received an email from one of the women, one of my sunflowers, that (laughs) went to the retreat. And she sent me an email of gratitude of just how much the Bali retreat helped her. And it's literally like my heart right now, tears in my eyes. Like It was just so beautiful. I do want to point out that one of the things she mentioned in the email is that how her body is having different responses. And I want you to understand the body is the portal. The body is the portal. And the work that I do with women is helping them not only reconnect to their body, but create new memories in the body, new states of being and new kind of reference points so that you can plug back into that and say, Oh yeah, I remember when we were flooding ourselves with joy. I remember when Nicole told me to do this. I remember when we were practicing this. And if you remember that, and even for some of these women, I bet it's certain scents, um, looking at certain photos. I know for me, watching that video of all of us laughing that I posted on Instagram, my body just floods with love. Like this is medicine. It's modern medicine. It's not even modern, it's ancient, but we are coming out of, we are coming out of, a time and space where we were so focused on physical medicine, um, clinical medicine, that we've forgotten about the wisdom of our bodies and the wisdom of energy. There's just the remembrance that happens when we get into these spaces and it's nothing that we can calculate and say it's going to happen on this day at this time or it's going to happen when you invest this amount of money into yourself or it's going to happen when you go to this retreat at this place. 
It's that when you put yourself in these environments, you're creating the condition to remember who you really are and what you're really made of. And when you have those moments of revelation, you don't go back completely. You may have times where it feels like you've gone back. You may go back to feeling like, damn, I got to figure this thing out. I got to figure out like, well, what do I want to do? Because this doesn't feel right. But there's an opening that happens. And in that opening, so much more is possible. The final thing I want to say, one of my favorite takeaways was getting to know the women that I felt like I somewhat knew from being in my programs, like women that had been in a one-year program with me, women that had come in and out of my world, jumping into different workshops and programs and people that I even follow online. But being with them in person in this intimate way, I just got to know them in such a way where I'm like, I just really, I really appreciate this person. I really love them. They're so special. Like you can tell that someone is magical and that you can have appreciation for your clients and things like that, but there's nothing like being with them in person and really getting to know them. And just that the simplicity of waking up, I would go out of my room, sometimes even in my PJs and just walk out into the open dining area, which was outside and it was right by the pool. And I know every morning it was Kati and Leah out there. They were reading or working and they were up early. (laughs) And it was just a special time to be with these incredible humans in a really unique way. And for that, I'll never forget it. And I'm really just grateful for that simplicity in that. And of course, it was so nourishing for me as someone that felt disconnected from how I wanted to teach and kind of sitting in the reimagining, revisioning, asking God, like, how do you want to work through my life? What am I being called to do in this next season? And last year, canceling my mastermind and also not hosting my live event for the first time in four years that I've had live events. Um, Even in COVID, I had it virtually that I've hosted these events and I canceled them last year because I was in the space that things were just kind of reimagining and to drop back in with everyone in person. I just felt like felt so good to be back. It felt so good. It felt so, so good. And how blessed am I that I get paid for this? But I will say this for anybody that's on the fence and that you feel like you're kind of tiptoeing around your calling. I had to choose it. I had to step into it. I had to put myself out there. I had to promote it. I had to promote myself. I had to decide it's work. It's work. It's a spiritual initiation and spiritual awakening. And that's why if you're one of those people that feels like you're on that fence and there's something hindering you, I want to invite you. If you want to go deeper into some of that and unpack some of those things and see why you may be hiding or why you may not feel comfortable being seen in that way or something else that's there and you really want to refine how you're showing up and attune to your purpose like your god-given purpose on this planet and step into that destiny i want to invite you to explore intimate private mentorship with me this is transformational coaching but where the mentorship comes in is having the ongoing checkpoints you know something comes up there's a trigger there's something that makes you want to shut down there's something that makes you want to go full force ahead We're looking at what might be driving some of this at an unconscious level so that we can really shine the light on your awareness to have the most potent and profound transformation of your life. That is what I do in my private coaching. There's coaching because I am going to give you truly transformational coaching, but there's also the aspect of ongoing transformation and that 
refinement that happens in more of a mentorship space. And there's both. And the coaching happens on Zoom calls and the mentorship happens in the ongoing boxer support. I haven't done boxer support in a while and I'm just now jumping back into it. But I really feel called to be in this kind of space holding and transformational space with the right women. So if this calls to you and you're really willing to kind of look under the hood, open your heart with love, with so much grace, deepen your connection to yourself, with God, and also to that calling that's on your heart and what may be holding you back or holding you in place or holding you in shame or just funkiness. Or maybe you're just like, I feel really called to deepen spiritually and I know there's more here for me and I want to deep, deep, deepen. I love to play in that space. And really the only place that I play in that that space is in my mentorship, in my private, intimate space. If that calls to you, send me an email, Nicole at NicoleSylvester.com. Don't forget the H in my name. And I also want to let you know if you've been feeling called to a retreat, stay tuned because I'm about to announce my next retreat. There will be early pricing, an opportunity to get in early and save some money. And also that really works for those of you that want to get in, but you want to make a payment plan. So stay tuned for that. And I just want to thank you for being a part of the Miracle Minded community. If this served you in any way, shape or form, I would love to hear from you. Are you leading a retreat? Are you feeling called to lead a retreat? Is there something about leading in person that kind of freaks you out, but also really excites you in a way that you can't even fully explain? I want to know. Send me an email. Let me know what is there, what's present for you. And again, I want to remind you that I've created this special opportunity just live right here, right now on this podcast, that if you want to get the workshop Profitable Events and Retreats, you can save 25% off from this podcast just by using the code retreat. The link is down below and you have until March 15th to do that. And then it will go back to full price. So remember to stay miracle-minded. And what that really means is that you're opening your mind to new possibilities. You're getting curious about the reality that you see. And you're getting curious about the power that you hold. And you're getting curious about how fast a thing could happen or the way that a miracle could actually unfold to solve your problem and to really answer your prayer. So remember, you are a miracle-minded being with all the full capacity to live that truth live in it and I'm sending you so much love until next time.